Rolling around in PvP with the fire team, yup. Got my shotgun, got the hand cannon, not shooting heads. Doing what I can. That was Dead Man's tail. Took it to the ground, underground, six feet. Now I gotta get back up again. Yeah. Moving to the Bravo with the fire team. It's a movie lotto. Take your ticket, take a seat. We see what's gonna happen. Bottom fragging, that's that sweaty game swagging. Yep, there it is, there it is, sin. We are bringing Tanix at the disco in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode. This is 225 of the Guardian Hub podcast, where guess what? We talk about Destiny, and I'm even going to shorten the intro because we have a shorter show this week. I don't know. I feel like just being different. How Might you doing well. tonight, Sin? I am magical as always. And speaking of different, since I already know what I'm putting in at the beginning of the show this week, in I hope you all enjoyed this fun little tidbit that happened literally five maybe ten minutes prior to recording so sweaty spooks shout out to you but mm. other than that how are you i sir? really i'm good i really appreciate that intro um it's cool but it's not gonna be our intro every week is it <laughs> no 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 i uh i figured it'd be a fun little tidbit i was uh lurking in well not really lurking but i was participating in the stream there a little bit and for sure it came up and it was fun so we're gonna have a short show where um Due to our schedule and practicing for Raid Race and uh, things on my side mostly and a few things um, with our schedules matching up, <clears throat> funny enough, we were recording after a bunch of like news, but it's stuff that's like close to, we'll talk, I, I want to talk a little bit about the Joe Blackburn video, but we also are recording after participating in our Raid competition which we wouldn't have normally been doing that for this week of release, but it's actually probably good so we can talk about this for a few minutes tonight because the next week's podcast, which is just probably a few days away from when we're recording this one, um, will be after the new season starts in the big showcase, which yes, um, will. very little secret recording Monday night, so that's going to be tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Mm, first... It happens, but it, it is definitely very, very good timing. But... um. I know you probably have to work. Sometimes you've taken days off, but are you going to have any ability to watch that or anything? I'm going to, as long as one of the uh, directors are not in the house, and I'm going to try to watch it live. If not, I will uh, set some time aside when I get home during the evening and uh, knock it out. So, unknown. Unknown as of now. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been super busy. Uh, doing a little less video gaming and not even because of destiny having a downtime right now, but I've been doing a lot of 
IRL stuff and even less Diablo. I want to get back into Diablo and just super busy. So I know that the new season and whatever the raid will be will grab me back some, but I've actually... It, it's interesting. I've been doing super fun in real life stuff, but so the gaming is like, it's not like because I'm bored gaming. It's, it's more the other way. It's like, I don't have time for gaming. That's becoming like a second level priority now. Yeah. It's a, it happens. Things change in life. You have to kind of mm-hmm. reorganize a little bit, but it yeah. doesn't, uh, doesn't mean that taking a break isn't uh, healthy. It's always good to, as our friends in the guardian dad would say, Get out there and touch some grass. And some ass. Nothing wrong with that, too. <laughs> yeah, if you Gator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I prefer that over grass. I touch, right? I touch grass perfectly fine. I don't need to be told to touch grass, so there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I say let's, uh, let's talk about the uh, fresh thing on the mind. Let's talk about the yeah. uh, raid race, Elmer Fudd's community raid race. I thought... Um, Thought we were gonna have up to seven teams. There were six. One didn't show. So five participating teams. All really a lot uh, throughout the L Sector Alliance. You had the Hoot Dog crew as well. Uh, so it was actually a really good turnout compared to last time around, where we had three during the first one, five during this. Uh, so it was great to see a lot of participation. And let's just say real quick, Elmer Fudd always does an excellent job. But I feel like this one was even more exciting and on point maybe because we had more teams this time rng gator was co-host and he did an excellent job and if you haven't watched the video please watch it because you will love how he is dressed up (laughs) he definitely brought his tie he was wearing a shirt and a tie but you have that when you watch him you can see that it has many different meanings a shirt and a tie (laughs) And forgive oh, me if I take bites of food from time to time. Well, where do we start, though? I mean, it's... Uh... Um, we won 10x at the Disco <laughs> 1. <laughs> Sorry, I just uh, had to do that. You had to just go out and uh, just throw it out in everybody's face. No, no, it was it was good. I was, uh, I was a little worried, and I know we were talking a little bit, uh, you know, pre-raid race, a little bit more worried this uh, time around. Uh, the Hoot Dog crew gave us a run for our money the first time around, and there were some wild cards as far as teams that were put together that we were unsure of. And um, sure enough, uh, technical um, technical gaming on Twitch. And that was uh, Hold My team, Beer, right? Uh, Guardian Hold My Beer, yeah, yeah. his team. They, uh, they put out a huge, huge effort, only five minutes behind. Yeah, and that's uh, give, or, total, give or take a few seconds. Correct. Because I believe one raid, we beat them by seven. Another raid, they beat us by some time. And so just kind of those averages still, it was just five minutes difference. We're super close. Right. No, it was uh, definitely a close close competition with that. Um, you also had a, uh, a GDC group, uh, I believe, one two GDC groups. Uh, Gator had a team, and I think there was another one. Uh, then there was... Uh, that was, uh, I think, with Helios and team. You had Gators team and then Hoot Dog. Hoot Dog and uh, Helios uh, were fairly close uh, for the third and fourth place. Yep. Yeah, that was kind of cool, actually, because it made it exciting. I want to give shout-outs to everyone. I mean, I like how it was really close for first and second because it's no fun just, like, knocking it out of the park, right? No. Like, I don't want to just win. And it, like have second place be far behind. I want to win and have second close be really close. Second place <laughs> right. be really close, right? 
And then third and fourth were really close. And then it was so awesome that <clears throat> the way the timing worked out was, and FUD was making this so exciting with the th being a three-hour competition. Um, a Gator team, I forget what they were called. It was like Backpack at some point, but then they changed it. Um, shoot, I'm so sorry. I forget the team name. But it was so cool that at the end, and mad props to everyone staying super cool and chill. Like, I think all the teams probably were, but at the end, you saw more of Gator's team than anyone else because they were still running. I'm super impressed and mad props to, we, we know most of the people in that crew, like Bell, Gator, MC Squared, Gucci Mullet, Danger Powers, and just people having a good time being chill. And that's how it is, right? And then when you can get the the next raid done and just under the three hour mark we were all rooting for like getting that done because there was some bad luck at the end there with um well i wouldn't quite say it's luck i mean we've run into okay let's talk about this getting technical <laughs> technical we it's uh, a so, so before we, we get term. to that yeah. can we before we get to that part i do want to give uh technical steam a shout out uh on war priest they crushed the one phase on Warpries with rockets and um, Wither Horde and yeah, uh, Strand Warlocks. It was an impressive damage phase where we didn't really focus on uh, a lot trying to do a one phase with Warpriest and optimizing there. We were one, we were optimizing for one phases on final bosses and skating and um, just watching it. And I know there's a clip floating around somewhere, um, and I think I posted in, in quite a few of the the Al Sector channels. And it it was definitely an impressive uh, damage phase. I do have to say, I do. Yeah, definitely impressive. Uh, but even though we didn't think for that one, and you're right, you'd probably need a few more strand warlocks and and things like that. But we did one phase, Ron, uh, Rolk, or sorry, um, uh, you know what I mean, um, Nezrek at the end. Nez Nezzy, yep. And I don't think any other team did. And of course, we can get to in a second. A lot of teams are also getting the unfortunate error of being so close to final stand, usually having the sliver. I don't think it was a bug, but we can say it's a bug if people want to feel better. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a couple. Teams it was that funny how much. That. That, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we aptly named it technical, uh, getting technical uh, because technical's team, uh, as it was getting super close to the end, they missed the one phase by a sliver. Uh, mm -hmm. Whether, again, like we said, it was a bug or just by literally that margin of uh, damage difference. Um, they, I think, hit it, and I think uh, Helios's team hit it where they got it down to that little sliver and had to do another run of uh, nodes. And a third team, who Dog or someone Hoot also. It happened three yep. times. And, I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter what the problem is. I've I've had that happen before, too. Not when we were running the raid race, but... I really do think it's easy to get to final stand and the way that health bar works is it's they should have built it a little bit differently where you it doesn't look like you have a sliver or it doesn't look like you don't have a sliver when you really do because then that's right. going to make people more mad they should have had like a little bit less of a grouping at the end there but nonetheless uh i mean Tell me, I mean, I remember the first raid race somewhat, and now I remember this one. And when we're in it, we're just like, yeah, there's nerves. There's, um, there's, you get in the zone. There's like, I, like everything seemed like foggy around me. Like I wasn't around in my, uh, you know, aware of my surroundings around me. 
Um, <laughs> you know, you, we go through jumping puzzles. We don't want to mess up, right? Like ships is one. I mean, we have so much practice with this, but like ships is one. We're like worried about not messing up. Um, also, Val, that jumping puzzle. I think those are the two yeah. most concerning jumping puzzles, right? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, and we uh, we had some mess ups in practice that we didn't have in the final final um, you know final race, and then I think we hit some like weird stuff during the final race, like Golgoroth not getting the full first damage phase, having to go to the second damage phase with only like a quarter knocked out. Like we ran into some stuff ourselves, and that stuff that you yeah, know, we had happen, bugs obviously, <laughs> little bugs, the not getting gaze. Uh, but let's talk about. It. I mean, we we did uh, Root of Nightmares in thirty minutes flat, Val Disciple in forty four minutes nineteen seconds, and um, we did King's Fall thirty seven minutes and thirteen seconds. And there were a couple things that probably in King's Fall we could have optimized a little bit better for and brought that down. Uh, probably made the margin a little bit. Uh, little bit uh deeper as far as the five minute time frame but uh you know i think overall the team we had scoot nessie uh you me uh edifier and kato uh we it went really well we had uh weekend practices and had a little fun doing it and then i uh also uh that uh, vow disciple includes a pee break for me mm-hmm. yeah good times <laughs> i mean you always think of King's Falls being a long raid, and it is as far as encounters and traversal. But it's wild how teams that optimize King's Fall is likely going to be shorter than Val. And people may ask why. Well, I know exactly why because the stupid opening part with the uh, slow ass, uh, you know, thing you have to ride and pick up all the little diamonds and bring it back. Yeah. And then also the traversal jumping puzzle in the middle, you can't, people can skip ahead to open the platforms, but that doesn't necessarily make it go any faster because still everyone has to make it to the end. You can't do a pull. Right. And uh, with the raid race, obviously we do, there's no going to orbit and coming back. Everybody's got to make it through. So um, you, do, you have some people that can sort skate through it and open it up to make it a little bit easier. But uh, like you said, it's everybody's got to get there and one mess up. Um, I remember Ron, even though we did it in 30 minutes, uh, there was some struggling there at the beginning with that node running that we, we ran into where we kind of got a little bit far, a little bit behind on the first section and then made it up during the second. Oh yeah. Wouldn't that have been wild if, cause we could have done it even 30 then we probably could have done like at least 29, something like that. Maybe even 28. Yeah, I would say you could probably shave at least 30 seconds or so off that uh, to probably fully optimize, but uh, 30 is a heck of a good time with not going to orbit. Definitely. And that was such a wild, cool number. Of anything, I'm the most proud of that because we that was the fastest time for any team for Ron, but also it's just such a cool number, 30 minutes on the dot. I should like print out that screenshot and just post it on my wall or something. <laughs> I will uh I'll actually do uh a little bit here. I'm gonna go ahead and uh copy it over to anybody who's listening live or wants to reference it later who's listening uh to the podcast. It'll be in the live channel uh into the text portion. So it will be there. Cool. Um anything else on that? No, I it was a good time. I I actually can't wait for the next one. I think it'll be uh it'll be a good time. I know we have our reprise raid we're gonna learn more about uh tomorrow 
since we're recording the night before. And, you know, I'm excited, you know, whether it's three or four raids that, you know, we do next time to add this new uh, reprised raid into the mix and uh, have a little fun with it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything else? Um, sorry, just eating a cheese curd here. <laughs> no, but as far as raid race concerned, I think that pretty well covers it. I think the big news this week is really the Joe Blackburn video. Yeah, because there is there is some other articles on the TWAB and some weapon tuning stuff, but it's way too much to go over. So the Joe Blackburn video was a very unexpected thing. Welcome news because people were <clears throat> salty, let's say. Worst case scenario or best case scenario, someone like me is like, well, this definitely isn't the best state of the game they put out. <laughs> so, right. and everyone's kind of in between what they think. And it was kind of surprising that Joe Blackburn, basically TLDR, said, this isn't up to the level we wanted. And I'm sorry, it was, you know, my fault. And uh, there's actually some really surprising changes. I kind of made a TLDR here. I'm going to, yeah, go back and, and do this. And um, so why you pull that up real quick, when I saw it, I didn't see the actual uh, Joe Blackburn video post. I missed it. And when I was catching up on Discord, I saw it and somebody actually uh, posted, whether they DM me or posted it in Discord, I can't remember, uh, the one where Astacross uh, does kind of that uh, stitching he watched the video and then gives his commentary on it. Yeah. Uh, so I got both the Jack uh, Joe Blackburn portion and a little bit of commentary from Astacross as well. And I do have yeah, to say, I, go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say I watched that cross one too, and I don't feel like he gave too much great input. No, I wouldn't say <laughs> he, yeah. he. He. I think he provided some opinions on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was cool. I I did like that aspect of getting to watch it along with the video. Uh, but I do have to say the Joe Blackburn Joe Blackburn portion itself. Blackburn, uh, sorry, Black, no. Blackburn. <laughs> it's never uh, mind, folks. <laughs> Jason Jason Bourne over there um, was good because it was yeah. unexpected. One, and he was real. There was it wasn't highly produced, and this was part of the commentary as well that I I kind of appreciated that portion that he brought up. It's not overly produced. It's not him sitting behind taken 5,000 takes on it. It was just him, the camera, and he did his thing with it. He had notes, and he just went off those notes and and basically leveled with yeah. the community. Okay, I'll give the quick till DR here. Like we said, this we both, everyone really liked that he came out with this video, and then I just have one small, huh? Like, confused thing at the end that I'll, I'll give an opinion on, but... He tells us that the final shape reveal, which is against tomorrow, will be very big in general at first. It's they're mostly going to be talking about story info, but they won't be focusing on a lot of like systems and changes. Uh, that will obviously probably come later with more tw twids and developer articles and stuff. So don't be worried if <clears throat> you know during most of the video you're just seeing story and you're like, well, they're not changing this or fixing this quality of life. But there's going to be a lot to come. However, they did give us two previews of systems changes coming. The first will be a supposedly big Xur change and a strange coin addition, <laughs> like we had in D1 strange coins. And that's all I said about that. So we don't know anything else. And then another system change we're going to be getting is a refactor of HUD elements to see better buffs and debuffs. 
So my guess is you didn't go into this either, but instead of everything just popping above your super bar and you losing stuff in the feed, there may be different corners of the screen. Who knows? But just a better way of seeing what's going on. Which is exciting, good. right? Yeah. Definitely good. Oh, and and the live service is going to quote change after final shape. Which we still don't know as of yet. <laughs> we definitely do not know anything about that. <laughs> I feel like that was the biggest thing to say to like and kind of tease us on. <laughs> right. What does that um, mean? The other thing uh you didn't mention there was the PvP oh, map I, pack. Unless you haven't well, gotten to it yet. I, yeah, I'm getting to it. But thanks for thanks for <laughs> reminding me on that sin, just in case. But um, yeah, I'm only a third of the way through my TLDR. <laughs> oh so wow! PV, yeah, PVP. They admit that the PVP map situation is not what people want it to be, so they're going to change efforts instead to a single map pack once a year with a bunch of maps all together. They said it's going to be free uh, for that. Okay, now. <laughs> I said this right away, even before watching like Astrocross videos and things like this. I'm like, okay, people, you got to think through the whole thing. You can't just say like, this is amazing news, maps and stuff released all together. It's only going to be amazing, I would think most people would think, unless we have at least three or more new, paps, new maps at a time. What if they do some bullshit where they only release one or two new maps, and then in this map pack, they have a bunch of reprised maps too? Yeah, that could be what a concerning part. But I think the fact, one, they said it's going to be free. So there can't be a lot of high expectations, right? It's, they, they did mention during that PvP conversation, or he did rather, that they're going to have a task force assigned to the PvP community. And you know, if it is a bunch of reprise maps at first, uh, I think I would be okay with that because you're adding more variety into the PvP, but I think it would be better, like you said, if it was newer maps. I would be okay either way. Maybe they split it up two and two, do half reprised, half new. We do know we are getting a reprised map coming back in, uh, what, two seasons from now? Yeah. Uh, and then we so have this is much later. He Correct. said sometime next year. It could even be later next year. Who knows? You know. But, but I mean, bringing yeah. them in is going to be good either way. It is, but um, again, I worry, and even Astrocross was saying, and I heard this from someone else too, I think it was Fallout or, no, I think it was Tassie in an article, but everyone's throwing out this number three. They feel like unless there's not at least three new maps, it isn't considered a map pack. Pretty much every other game that has map packs has at least three new maps. So I could see Bungie only coming out with two new maps, like you said, two reprised, and then everyone's going to be like, well, this isn't any better. <laughs> It'll give, uh, give the community something to talk about. But if the task force is there and they're listening to that feedback and they see that the community wants three new, hopefully they take that into consideration and release what the PvP community wants. True. I'm not yeah. I'm not as big in PvP. I'm more of a PvE guy, as everybody knows. So to me, it wouldn't make a big of a difference whether it was three and one or two and two. Um, but if it brings more people into the game, I'd say definitely listen to the community and hopefully yeah. they bring back three. Well, I guess this is where I'll kind of bring in my opinion too. And there's a couple other things you said we'll get to quickly at the end. But um, with the whole PvP thing, and this is great that they're spinning up this strike team like they called it or you said a task force and basically what they're doing is 
instead of having to hire a bunch of new people for a map team, they're just moving resources around as like an emergency situation. And there's going to be a lot of people working on these maps. But when they're done, they can move them back somewhere else. So these aren't people being hired in to do only map design forever and ever necessarily. This is just a strike team to do this. And okay, so Sin, you know, this isn't the first time people have been upset about PvP situation, right? This has been going on for years. So right. what changed this time for them to finally create a strike team and say, we're going to do something? Like, I don't get this. Like, they could have done this last year also when people were complaining <laughs> or the year before. Like, why is it different now? It's I think just a so lot of it is probably stemming from the upcoming... Uh, showcase right and there's probably a lot that's going to come out during the showcase um and it, it could be related to that it's hard to tell i mean we're gonna we're just less than 24 hours away you know from the time this record this recording comes out um where we're gonna really find out i think a lot of it's also probably pushing more towards post final shape what the game's going to be like after the light and dark saga includes so do you think that though this strike team was something that they kind of had an idea to do anyways and just did, accidentally didn't tell us or do you think that it was oh shit and black joe blackburn's like the community is so mad we better do this real quick and then tell them about it it could have stemmed it could have stemmed from a last minute decision because the way they decided to release the state of the game and then the showcase uh, with the state of the game being less than positive in the community eyes and the showcase is probably going to be the big the big news getting everybody hyped right fully produced and maybe they didn't have anything planned for the showcase for pvp they had this state of the game that came out that kind of said we don't have any plans for you the showcase they probably realized there's no nothing in there for the pvp community to latch on so it probably you know just thinking about it like that, probably last minute. Yeah. I'm still skeptical. This is like, to me, this is almost worse news than um, if it would have been more the dying off news. Because here's the thing. Um, even if we get a lot of maps and um, three new maps, whatever, and they're, they're continuing to work on PvP, even through after Final Shape and if Destiny continues which we know it will in some shape or form, but after that, um, do you really think that's still going to make people happy if we ask them two years from now, is the, is the landscape better? My guess is still no. So it's like, it's like we're leading on, leading on, leading on, leading on, leading on, leading on forever. I was actually going to think like, well, maybe now if they're saying, uh, maybe we're not going to do as much, then people will be like, okay, we don't have hope now, which sometimes is better than having false hope. But now we're now there's a big push again, and we may be leading on again. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like really I guess we're, worried. I guess we're going to find out what the uh, showcase in this next year brings with the uh, with everything that they've put out in the uh, in the air. Yeah. And here's the thing too. I, I'm sorry, people that love PvP. I, you can say this is easy for me to say because I don't play it. But I've always learned from people that I respect, like Elmer Fudd. I'll shout out to him because he said this on his pod too. So it's not a secret. And other people, I remember playing with people like um, Ferg and other people that were at one point good, big into PvP players in Destiny. 
And yes, Destiny has good gunplay, but that doesn't mean it's the best PvP game out there, guys. Sorry, it's really not. And people have moved on and experienced these other games and told us. And uh, they, you know, someone was saying in the middle of the competition, I don't know if it was Gator or whoever, and they're like, oh, let's, you know, the raid race was fine, but let's have a PvP competition next for Destiny. And, and Elmer Fudd's like, no, I'm never going to do that. The PvP is just not good in Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> and to me and everyone who's listening may have different opinions i'm sorry don't worry about my opinion but i respect voices like elmer fudd and others people that have moved on and it's it's the fact that you can move on and, and compartmentalize it and you can still appreciate the gunplay of destiny and say yes it has really good gunplay but it still may not be a great pvp situation i don't know this is just what i'm saying but yeah, I I still have fun going into it every now and again, even in its current state, but it's not something I'm logging in and doing every single week. I'm logging in for the PvE activities because that is, to me, the mainstay of Destiny. Yeah. All right. Uh, real quick, a couple other things. Armor, they talked about, um, you know, people were like, I guess, I don't understand on this one, why they were so upset about the ritual sets of armor, but to fix that because they did say they should have told us that earlier instead of holding on to that information for so long. So to kind of make it up to us, they're going to be taking an armor set that was only going to be put into the Eververse originally, but instead they're going to make it free and add it as a ritual reward set um, next season. So that's kind of cool. As long as it looks good. Well, I know, right? Because <laughs> not even all the Eververse ones look good, right? They're not always worth spending money on. And then last, communication. They're going to be talking more than ever before. And um, Joe will be stream playing from time to time and doing more of these little mini talks. And he says he's never going to do big reveals, of course, on these streams. But this could be really cool if we get like a monthly or bi-monthly kind of stream talk of things that are going on. Yeah, big for the community on that. All right. Well, that was that was pretty much it on that, unless you had any other things that I missed or thoughts or opinions. No, I mean, I'm excited. Um, hopefully, I'll get to ke uh, catch the reveal uh, live tomorrow. I'll be working. But uh, either way, I will be watching it uh, at some point throughout the day. I am super hyped, um, even for the season coming out. Um, I'll be uh, on here for a few minutes tonight, uh, probably doing something uh, deep dive or related to finish out my title. Uh, literally, Ooh, what do you have left? Minute. Jeez, that's last I minute. I just have to do a reset, so I have to burn an Ascendant Alloy to be able to collect that, and I'm like more than halfway uh, through the final portion to reset the vendor rank. Well, that probably won't be too bad. No, no, probably 30 minutes while I'm editing, or quote-unquote editing, and it'll be done. Nice, nice. Well, excellent. Well, we might just keep the show at this then. What do you think? Because uh, that way it'll be less for you to edit, and it's... Um the night before and who knows how busy i'm going to be here in a second so uh yeah that'll be good sounds super and we will certainly have a large show for the next one <laughs> yeah thursday will be a normal hour-ish time or longer i'd imagine with uh everything that's coming to light tomorrow and the new season dropping yeah so thanks once again for everyone listening to this and um let us know what you think about any of our comments we're not uh trying to say our way is right or yours is wrong, but give us your opinions. Also, 
And uh, we really appreciate everyone that does listen. You know, we have the live chat that you can, the text chat you can also view without joining the voice channel. If you want to see that, it may look like you're trying to join when you first go in, but it'll say, do you want to join muted because there's no one here? You can ignore that, and then you click on the upper right. You see the little chat bubble, and then you can see the message history. Plus, you can also write um, <clears throat> messages in, what, what do we call it these days? Do we have a, yeah, we have a questions for the show. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. Still there. Mr. Monkey posted something a few weeks ago. Send them in. We'll answer them. Send them in. Yep. All right. With that, where can people find you? Uh, Media. They can find me giving it to X, Sid underscore media, Twitch, since I recently streamed uh, here for the Raid Race, Sin Media. And of course, in the Discord. Kingsley on my disco. Take it out. You can find our Tanix at the Disco uh, VOD over by searching Elmer Fudd Games on YouTube. And uh, you can find me otherwise in the Discord um, on X a little bit. I'm trying to get more into Blue Sky. I'm trying to get everyone invites. I think there actually is a possibility for that one being good. But until we know any better, forget all that. Just the Discord. Um, I occasionally stream. I should have streamed this time. Everyone was saying your audio sucked. <laughs> it was low. It was. It was. And I, I heard it. And uh, I guess I'm uh, spoiled with my setup, everything going through the mixer and everything. Uh, I, I hear it a little bit differently, but I tried to make sure there was no uh, red bars and OBS, no clipping, and I tried to keep and the, uh, the levels high enough. hard enough. <laughs> Apparently. It's okay. Um, I, I'm just getting sidetracked here. You can find our show... Um, Everything about it on our lovely website, theguardianhub.com. The best hub on the net. That wins race, raid races. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, everyone. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you next time. See you. Bye.